This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Continuing down our path of 25 years of reflection on Ravens history, and we've been enjoying this series a lot here. Uh, Joining me today for a really interesting one, uh, this on Ed Reed's strong safeties who played next to him. And it's a relatively small set, surprisingly. Joining me today is Wola Odenarin. Wola, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you, Ken? How are you? I've got no complaints at all, and this is this is a cool topic. Always love to talk about safeties. So we had a previous episode where we talked about a lot of the cheap dime backs, but this is really the strong safety position next to Ed right. Reed. Ed Reed, that classic center fielder. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Looking back, we had back in 2002 when it started with Will Dumps, and into through the end of the 2005 season with him, and then 2006 when they drafted Dewan Landry, I believe, in the fourth round, fifth, in the fifth, fifth round. Yep, and. Um, arguably his best year of his career in Rex Ryan's defense, the second year of Rex Ryan's defense. So, And then all that through the transition to 2010. And then after that, from the 2011-2012 season, the Super Bowl run, we had Bernard Pollard, who was that real nice enforcer on the back end, cleaning things up for Ed during his final time here in the Super Bowl run. So it's definitely a, definitely like all, all three of those safeties had, had a – had a nice build and being an enforcer. Um, but, you know, they, they definitely, definitely complimented Reed well. Yeah. I, I, one of the things uh, 
that I hear a lot today mm-hmm. is that a, a pair of safeties on the back end, a free safety, strong safety combo mm-hmm. um, is versatile. And immediately yeah. I, I, I look at that with a jaundiced eye because yeah. it usually means you don't have a true free safety. Mm-hmm. It, mean, it means you have two strong safeties and yeah, then they're versatile. Then they can be either one can play either position just as well. It's not what you want. You want to have a center fielder on the back. Mm-hmm. And I think the Ravens have really been looking very hard for that since Reed left. They maybe had it with Weddle for a little yeah. bit. But, uh, but otherwise, they've been lacking on the, in that free safety. Yeah. And even currently now, if you want to relate to the present tense, you know, Deshaun Elliott and, and and Clark, they do a really good job, really smart players. They they also and Wing Martindale does a lot of things with them, bringing them both to the line of scrimmage and blitzing blitzing off the edge. So it's kind of in a way, it can kind of help in the sense like since they're not natural free safeties, like the it, there could be a chance for the opposing offenses not to know like who is coming naturally because mm-hmm. you can do a little bit of both. So they could cut provide that kind of disguise but as you said like looking for that natural free safety that that free range to give wink martindale that ability to be even more flexible with this deal to be even more chaotic is something that that they're still searching for yeah absolutely and and i i even find it to be more important on the team that's constructed the way this one is when you have inside linebackers who aren't the best at knowing what's going on behind them. Mm-hmm. I'm being very charitable with that comment. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to have a free safety on the back end who's lurking and is a real presence to make the other quarterback fear. With right. Earl Thomas, they, they did kind of had that very briefly. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at the heat maps of where, mm-hmm. where the quarterbacks were throwing in Seattle when he was yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. And um, yeah. And, he he did he did some good things with the Ravens. Unfortunately, it, it didn't work out, and you know that's what that's kind of like what put them in this log jam right now. The we we none of us knew that Earl Thomas would have the issues he had, and then the team would decide to move on from him. So it kind of set things back a little bit. But for, I guess for given the circumstances, I don't think you could ask a whole lot more from from the Ravens' perspective because they did an admirable job of you know, replacing him with Deshaun Elliott coming and being drafted in the sixth round and stepping in the way he did. And, you know, he's up for a contract year. And unfortunately with this season ending injury, I think I, I do, I still think he's a really good cog in a, in the Ravens defense. Hopefully they can resign him. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd but, be nice. Yeah. Uh, so it, he's a candidate, I think, for a one-year deal. At this point, I, I think it's unlikely he's going to get a big multi-year deal from some team after three or four injured years, yeah. even though he's played well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but if on a one-year prove-it deal with the Ravens, maybe he maybe he gets it going again. A lot of players have gone through that. Uh, you know, I look back at Dwan Edwards, who played a long time in this league. Yeah. He played. He basically played his entire first contract plus an extra, uh, you know, year with the Ravens, and mm-hmm. he. he uh, the Ravens did not get value from his draft years. They did, yeah. He was drafted in the second round, I believe, in the 2004 draft, and he and like he kind of stayed in the back end. He was like a, a rotational player, and then the Ravens luckily got Halodinata in the sixth mm-hmm. in, the, in the first round in 2006 draft. So it, it kind of helped take the pressure off him a little bit. Yeah, I, the, the funny thing about I felt about Dewan Edwards was like he he kind of came on like later, yeah, at the end of his run because he, he did some things. Like in the 2009 season, exactly. I remember I when I, I believe he, he scored a touchdown against the in Week Four against the Patriots that year. Fell on a fumble. Yeah, yeah fell on a fumble. Yeah, so he did some nice things towards the end, but you know, they, they but they're able to manage, I guess, a little bit in that regard. 
Let's go, let's go back and talk about who Ed Reed's actually been paired with, because the mm-hmm. first you mentioned already is Will Demps. Mm-hmm. UDFA mm-hmm. Uh, came to camp in 2002. Obviously, the Ravens have had tremendous success with undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. The Ravens did have other players, including Anthony Mitchell, who played the back end in 2001. Uh, yeah. and I'm trying to remember exactly how much time he played, but Will Demps took that starting job away from him effectively, yeah. uh, and he didn't give it up for several years. Yeah, and you know, he's in two thousand two he started ten games that year and he played a fourteen and you know he had one interception, a little uh a seven pass offense and a fumble, forced fumble. Um and when he first came on, like he was like it was kinda for 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 my young eyes, it was kinda like he, he had like he it felt like he had a natural feel for playing in country because wherever you know that defense was really young, I believe at the time the Ravens had the youngest roster in NFL history. Mm-hmm. So um, and he he made some flash splash plays back there, and then my most memorable thing about him in in his uh in his early run was that 2003 playoff game against the Titans where yeah he, he picked, yeah he picked it off and, and ran it back and I was like wow that like at that point given the fact that Ed Reed also had an interception that same game, you're looking at it like, wow, the Ravens have a, have a young defense with the, with a prime Ray Lewis. And like those, those, those guys on the back end are going to be a force for years to come. And so from there, Oh, go ahead. I I just want to talk about, about Dempsey. And additionally is that a lot of people forget that Ed Reed came into this league as a strong safety. Yes. And, and so he won the 2004 defensive player of the year as a strong right. safety. So uh, it's, it, 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 it gets a little murky. And if you've got a good you know coach and Mike Nolan was the, was the defensive coordinator for the Ravens in these right. years, there, there is, you know, you can use safety somewhat versatilely, but, and Reed certainly still had a bunch of picks during this era, but mm-hmm. Will Demps was technically the free safety. Yeah. Yeah, that that was an interesting part too, and um, you know, it it from it's 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 kind of I guess touching on Ed Reed a little bit too is like back then when he was facing the elite quarterbacks, like you could kind of tell like they're kind of fool him a little bit, like when they're going up against the Patriots in two thousand four and that that rainy game. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe yeah, Ed Reed almost got a pick, I think, on Tom Brady, but Brady was able to look him off a little bit, and you know, and they were able to, to drive down, but. You know, over the you kind of noticed it in 2005 as well when Peyton Manning, even in the 2004 regular season when Peyton Manning was going for his, I think the season's regular touchdown. season re- touchdown record, and you know he was able to look off Ed Reed and, and avoid his side. But towards the 2006 season, you know they couldn't really avoid him that much anymore, and, and Reed displayed that in the playoff game against Manning, picking him off twice. So I felt like. With Ed Reed, the interesting part is like, even though he won Defensive Player of the Year in two thousand four, you see he he felt like a little green. But but you feel but towards like two thousand six, especially the two thousand six to two thousand nine is like where he really reached his like peak years. He felt like it, it was like very unavoidable, avoid very unavoidable player to for opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, I um, thought. He, he he kind of filled his full potential when he moved to free safety, in my opinion. The 2008 yeah. season is one of the greatest defensive yeah. seasons of all time. Yeah. And as great as he was in 2004, a lot of that was as a uh, a center fielder. And, and most of that season, he had 358 yards of return yeah. yards. Yeah. yeah. It was mostly about those returns and how spectacular they were that he won the DPOY. But I thought yeah. he deserved it in 08. 
Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. Um, uh, Harrison was very deserving as well for for the award. But I felt like I definitely felt like Reed got robbed. I felt like if the if the award was awarded through the Super Bowl, Ed Reed probably maybe won it. But you know, it probably would have been still really close with uh, Harrison's interception return in that Super Bowl yes. as well. So, um, but yeah, th- that was that was a really crazy game because every game you felt like there was a vibe. Ed Reed's going to pick at least one. He's going to take it to the house one day. So um, let's let's move on. And so we're going to change eras here. So we got Will Demps uh, providing you know, the back end for four years there. And then the Ravens go out and they don't have a strong safety. So they know Demps is gone. Mm-hmm. And the only guy they have is this guy, Dwan Landry. They draft in the fifth round. And how did, the know? how did the Ravens know he'd be the guy? Oh, uh, beats me. Uh, at that time with the Ravens, especially like when you when you pair guys with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, it sometimes gives gives the players around them a, a cushion to be free and, and not too much pressure on them to, you know, step up and be the immediate leader like some other teams would be when they're drafted. And, you know, for him, he for that for during that time period of where the NFL was, like he was the perfect complement to Reed. Mm-hmm. He had enough cover, he had enough coverage skills, and he had enough force as a tackler. So, so where it felt like almost as big as a linebacker to a degree, where he where he would be able to step in and and stop the run. And the most impressive thing about about Dewan Larry stepping in the way he did was his intelligence, a really smart player, you know, stepping into that con- very confusing Rex Ryan defense where you have so many players coming and going uh, so many, whether you're running like a four, two, you're running a four, two, five defense, a three, four, you morph into a 46. Yeah, I, I, I have to tell this story because this is one of my favorite parts about Ryan's 2005 defense. So that team obviously was going nowhere. Kyle mm-hmm. Bowler was a quarterback. They lost a bunch of games, had no offense, couldn't get anything going really offensively. That really triggered the McNair era in 06. But the 05 defense was still really special. And mm-hmm. the guy who made it special was Dallas Thomas, who was effectively one of the guys who played strong safety next to Ed Reed because they played 265 snaps in 2005 with only three defensive backs. Right. And incredible. Right. And it's still that year, I believe Baltimore's defense ranked fifth in the league and they only allowed like 299 yards a game. So, um, he, Adelius Thomas is like one of him, him and Peter Ballward to a degree are like, I feel like they don't get enough credit for what they were for the Ravens defense over those years. What Adelius Thomas was able to do, like lining up at nickel, like when you think about that right now, that is crazy. Because yeah. like you never really, because like in today's NFL, even with the, this passing league, you don't see linebackers being able to play nickel like that. And mm-hmm. you, you could play him anywhere, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, put him as a defensive end on obvious passing down situations. You know, just, yeah. it's just it's so unique. And like he he himself that year in 2006 deserved an end, the Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah. Jason Taylor was a great player. He won it that year, I believe. For the Dolphins, but he, but Adelius Thomas deserved his credit, and you know, I felt like when he went to New England, Bill Belichick didn't maximize his full talent as much as he did, as much as he could have been doing it in Baltimore. So it was unfortunate, but he's he awesome, awesome player, awesome player for the Ravens. 
could have had a couple more years in Baltimore, certainly. He only really had one really good year for the Patriots. That first year in 07, he was still a hell of a player, and then he kind of was in decline. And that yeah. just tells you the normal aging curve. you got to be really cognizant of that. Right. Uh, he, was a, he was an unbelievable coverage player those early years, including uh, 2005. You could definitely slap him on any tight end. He was way too big for a slot receiver, so you could get knocked way off his route uh, mm-hmm. during that. Uh, but but he also put his hand in the dirt on third down. Yeah, and you know he'd be in there on the four man front, and he'd be you know in a down uh, a down lineman stance. That year in two thousand six, man, like they had, I believe they had sixty one sacks that year. Number one in points allowed, number one in yards allowed. Uh, imagine him him on, him on the defensive line with Haloti Nada and uh, mm-hmm. Trevor Price. That's that was something. I miss those days. And Bart, Bart Scott had a huge year. And Terrell Suggs, of course, yep. was still there and had a huge year. So uh, it, was, it was four guys having nine-plus sacks that year, as I recall it. But yeah. uh, that was just outrageous. But a lot of that was driven from the middle. It was driven uh, in large part by price in, in my estimation. But, yeah. uh, and, and it's funny because the, the 14 team, which is the other big sack year the Ravens had with 56, mm-hmm. Um, Doomerville and Suggs get all the credit, but to me, Pernell McPhee drove the pass rush from the inside he, that year. Yes, yes, and you know, and and he's still doing a little bit of that too mm-hmm. this year as well. The last couple of years, you know, he's he's always been someone. Back in the 2011 season, a little thing about McPhee a little bit. I remember he uh, he saved a game winning drive against the Bengals where he uh, sacked Andy Dalton. I guess it was like on fourth uh, down and the Bengals were driving inside the Ravens red zone. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a game where Ray Lewis was out with an injury for those two games where they, where they were playing the 49ers and the Bengals. And he, and he did a great job. He's always been a, a really underrated um, interior pass rusher. And, and he, he was someone that I think the Ravens missed pretty much like during, like during 2015, 2016 when he moved on. Yeah. They couldn't afford him, but yeah, you're yeah. right. They definitely missed him. It's uh, it was a shame. Let's go back. I I, I don't want to take us too far off track, but I love this organic <laughs> conversation. Uh, yeah, uh, let's go back to our, uh, to to Landry for a second because mm-hmm. one of the things, even in his rookie year, that he could do uh, to to help bring Ryan's defense and his scheming to a, to a different level was Landry was perfectly able to drop in in coverage for an outside corner, which allowed. Uh, Ryan to run more outside blitzes than he ever did uh, in that year. And it's never a lot. So it's often like two in a year, one in a year you see from a team. Mm-hmm. They did it like nine times that year, and Samari Roll actually sacked Michael Vick in a game. Yeah. So. He, it's just for for what Dewan Landry was able to do, I just, like, again, from like the intelligence standpoint, like as a rookie guy, I feel like we talk about that like in a, in a vague sense like people don't really the average football fan may not really realize like when you're stepping in that much as a rookie and you're coming into that defense with what Rex Ryan is able to do because there is a veterans there are veterans in the league who have played on Rex Ryan's defense even when you look back when he was coaching the Buffalo Bills in the latter stages of the New York Jets he like there are veterans who just didn't really get any but Dewan Landry when he got in the league he just got it so you know from that standpoint and you know, stopping the run the, the way he did, you know, a very sound tackler. And he he offered, he just, he he offered places where, you know, Ed Reed may have lacked a little bit, like maybe due to injury with some tackling. Like he covered up a lot of that for, for, for him 
over the course of his career. So it was it was definitely a perfect complement. He Ed Reed didn't have to worry about I guess not laying the the blow too much. He leave that to Dewan Landry. So as good a compliment as you could find over the over those series three season stretch and then over the course i guess towards the end of the 2010 season like he's still a solid player but like it's, it started to get a feel like the ravens need like the ravens needed an extra boost towards the end so they had to move on from him and he got his contract somewhere else so mm-hmm. um and then i transitioned over to bernard pollard yeah bernard pollard of course we 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 know him for personal fouls no, probably more than anything yeah. in Baltimore, but uh, but he wasn't flagged for a very big one in the uh, in the playoff game at New England in the that the sent the Ravens to the Super Bowl yeah. in 2012. Yeah, uh, when he when he went at it Ridley, right? Ridley yeah, Ridley up. It was Ridley, Ridley up, and uh, that fumble that made him do the split. Yeah. Well, he was he was out before he hit the ground. That's yeah. for sure. And that ball was just kind of <laughs> yeah rolling yeah. free. And and when we talk about an enforcer, like who 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 more than that it, it, in a, in the past couple of years, like oh I guess me in the past like recent memory than Bernard Pollard, you know he wasn't he he definitely he he was he was I guess between all the the, the main safeties that Eddie played around, he probably had maybe the this was the weakest in coverage maybe mm-hmm. oh sure there so but um, but he was definitely someone. He was definitely someone who made up for it with his physicality and someone who made it up with, you know, with his with his presence, I guess, in the, in the locker room to a degree. And, um, you know, and from a leadership perspective, you know, being a, being that extra voice and keeping that Ravens mentality on the field of, you know, just keeping everyone on edge and what you should expect and what and, and you know, and what what goals the defense has, you know, he I think I think they they definitely had they definitely had some you know I guess controversial stuff going on mm-hmm. in the locker room a little bit, but um, he was definitely someone who provided that vocal support, but also knowledge with the defense under DMPs and during that Super Bowl run too. So Pollard has had a falling out, obviously, with the Ravens since he left. Uh, mm-hmm. Has nothing nice to say about the team when yeah. when you, you you hear him talk. It's kind of a shame mm-hmm. uh, because I, I think he he probably has to look back on the 2012 season as you know one of the high points of his career, if not the high point of his career. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's 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 surprising to me. That you got it, but I guess you know Dilfer was a little bitter after mm-hmm. after the Ravens let him go. But when I've seen him at autograph shows and whatnot, he is the classiest dude you'll ever see right. in terms of putting his ring on fingers, kids of a finger to take a picture and doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, just I, I I could never see Bernard Pollard you know acting that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it it is disappointing, you know, when you win a Super Bowl and you go through that grind, especially the way the Ravens lost that opportunity to go to Super Bowl in the 2011. AFC Championship game, you know, it gives it maybe maybe later on he'll he'll reflect a little bit, but um, I think, you know, the, all those. I mean, that's it. It's for I don't know. It's it's just a little petty, but yeah. you know, 
I, I'm not expecting a Bernard Pollard day in Baltimore anytime, anytime uh, <laughs> me, in the remainder of his lifetime, but we'll see. Uh, it, it's you know one thing they did that was kind of cool when the Orioles finally shut down Memorial Stadium. They mm-hmm. brought back all the players for this Field of Dreams things where they just could get everybody that, that wanted to be. They were invited, right. mm-hmm. and they ran out on the field at their old position, and that was just the coolest thing. That's cool. uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, and you know, the Ravens do a great job of bringing the old players back, making sure that they feel that they feel welcome and they're not forgotten. Because you know, a lot of when you're looking at a lot of teams back in the in the league, they don't really do that. They they don't they don't really embrace them like they should. And and a lot and and sometimes when they do, it's normally the Hall of Fame level players coming back for right. a ceremony. But the Ravens do take it a little bit extra. They bring back the guys that. That are really core cogs in in, in their organization, bringing bringing back guys like Jared Johnson and, and things like that. So you know, it's 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 they it definitely when players around the league come to Baltimore and they say, you know, what it's a it's a great organization and it feels like home and everyone cheats you the same. And you're able to be yourself. It, it really does hit home because it really shows on and off the field. Yeah, it's, it it shows up in so many ways about this organization. They really get it. You know, mm-hmm. they, I, one of the things I was noticing was that there was a woman handing out. It might have been birthday boxes or activity boxes mm-hmm. for kids. Mm-hmm. And first of all, her badge said, I think it was Kelly, and it said, or maybe it was Megan. I forget. It might have been Kelly. It said, Drafted in 2011. That was what I what I what I got. And it's like that's the right. That's the way you want to think about it. And then she's handing out these boxes, and and you know, I just see the, the kid open the box, and you know, his face lights up, and he's you know got something to do. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. the parents got to be very happy with that. So now they don't have to entertain this kid for three hours you know while you know if he gets upset with the ball game taking too long it just the organization completely gets it in terms of what that fan dynamic is and how to make that fan experience work absolutely absolutely all around all right well, well it's such a pleasure to talk football with you and have you on the show great topic by the way and uh, just what we're looking for on this show it's, it's narrow enough that we can discuss it in about 20 yeah. minutes and we got into some good depth on these players and i really appreciate you coming on uh thank you ken i really appreciate it. glad to have be on and uh, i look forward to it later all right uh you you, uh, you can talk football on twitter with you or, or and do you have any any kind of new product you're working on or considering um right now not really. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Walla Rider. That's yeah. that's where you can follow me. Um, right now, I am working on on video games, three D video games from scratch. So um, you can see, fun. <laughs> yeah, you can see it. You can see it on my main page on my Twitter page when you when you click on it. I'm gonna click on my profile. Um, so yeah, very cool. Is this a virtual reality thing? Yep, yeah, it- the 3D, 3D, 3D very video good. game, 3D very computer good. video game. All right. Uh, if you have an idea for a 25 years pod and you'd like to get to me, just send me a DM on Twitter. My, they're open for me, and uh, I'll get back to you very quickly. We'll get you on air. We only have about 10 more to do, so uh, we're losing an opportunity. But there'll be other series yeah. during the off season. so hit me up. Awesome. Wola, thanks again for being on. Thank you, Ken. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Thank you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.